0: Ensure your immune system is operating at its peak with an innovative natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals created exclusively to help promote a better immune response. Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea. Future Farm's Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea is the first to combine these three powerful ingredients. Elderberry is packed with antioxidants, vitamins, and may boost your immune system. Echinacea has been shown to activate chemicals in the body that decrease inflammation, and zinc activates T lymphocytes. Low zinc has been associated with increased susceptibility to a host of risks. Future Farm Offers some of the most innovative products I've seen in quite a while. I use them, prescribe them in my practice, and I'm proud to recommend them to you. For more information and order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com/Hoffman. That's my future P-H-A-R-M. Myfuturefarm.com/Hoffman. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. Myfuturefarm.com/Hoffman. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today's subject is how to choose between different joint-supporting supplements. There's a whole lot of things out there that purport to be helpful for painful joints. Today, we're gonna take a deep dive on that subject with today's guest. Uh, He is Neil Levin. He's our go-to guy on the subject of supplements. Uh, Neil is the Senior Nutrition Education Manager and a Product Formulator for Now Foods, also makers of Professional Line, uh, Protocol for Life Balance, PFLB. Uh, That's a a supplement brand that I turn to often to support my patients, a very high-quality brand and very innovative as well. And uh, Neil is authoritative on the subject of joint support. Uh, He... Uh, is entrusted with traveling hither and thither and yon to lecture to health professionals. He's been uh, all over the country, all over the world, uh, a little bit slowed down by COVID, but uh, he's soon to hit the road again to educate people about the use of nutritional supplements. Uh, He is also, uh, I'm pleased to say, one of the uh, originators of uh, the American Nutrition Association, uh, which is a great organization that uh, is bringing... Uh, personalized nutrition to uh, the field of medicine. So, uh, Neil, it's a pleasure having you back on Intelligent Medicine. We, I always look forward to our conversations.
1: Well, I do too. Appreciate you having me on, Dr. Hoffman. Thank you.
0: Indeed. Okay, so uh, there's a lot of options when it comes to joint health supplements. So, uh, help us help set the stage. You know, what What should we be looking for Uh, I mean, you you can even, even on TV now, there are supplements that uh, purport to be pain relief supplements. Uh, They're heavily marketed. It costs a fortune to advertise on TV. Uh, They may have some of the right ingredients, but, uh, you know, steer us in the right direction in terms of how to select uh, a portfolio of supplements. Because one, it's not just a matter of one supplement. It's a matter of, I guess, complementary supplements uh, to help support joints.
1: Uh, You're absolutely right. In my mind, there's really two branches to the supplements used for joint health. One is structural support, and one is functional or flexibility support. And the structural support is really a long-term strategy. Are you going to have the materials that are needed to maintain, repair, and have healthy joints? And those are typically your glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM, a type of sulfur, would be considered among these structural components that the body needs to make the joint tissues, the cartilage and various things that are part of the joints. Uh, Then there's the kind of a broader category of these functional ingredients that help with short-term pain, mobility, and They include uh, common things like herbs, uh, enzymes, uh, things like that, uh, that are, you'll often see claims on products, they might work in 7 to 10 days, they might work, you know, in in a week or two, and that's not going to be true for these structural components, which are really long-term. When I was uh, on a TV interview some years ago with uh, folks from the Northwestern University Medical Center and... They were talking about the supplements they use in their pain center and in their joint center. Uh, They both said they're using glucosamine and chondroitin, but they're using them to obtain long-term effects. And the long-term effect that they're measuring is the distance between the bones and the joints, like the knee joint, and trying to maintain the distance that is represented by the joint tissue itself.
0: So it supports and the, the synovial membranes. Degrades.
1: Correct. And right. If the joint tissue degrades, the bones start moving closer together, which can be measured with x-rays and, and various uh, scans like that. And, uh, you know, you don't want bone on bone. That's where you end up with the joint replacement because it's too late to maintain anything there if it's gone. So obviously maintaining what you have is preferable to having to go through all those medical procedures and things like that. And uh, so they found the, the, the best results for these structural materials like chondroitin and uh, glucosamine were this long-term structural support, maintaining the joint spacing over time, like a year or two, three years. And not for this short-term, I, I, I have aches and pains, I injured myself uh, shoveling mm-hmm. snow today or whatever, and, you know, what do I take? What, what's going to help me? Yeah, it's, it's not turn. Advil.
0: It's not Advil. It's not, uh, you know, like an anti-inflammatory uh, over-the-counter prescription medication.
1: Right. And obviously with uh, natural substances, you can get a lot of benefits from them. I mean, there's herbs like ginger and turmeric, uh, these spices that are, that are very helpful for maintaining proper inflammatory uh, response and an adequate response uh, there's even some unusual things that help retune the signal of what the body needs to respond to if it senses something's wrong in a joint how aggressive is that response going to be is it going to be over aggressive in some cases and not be proportional to the actual potential damage I mean we have aches and pains we have wear and tear going to be some articular cartilage, which is the end of the bones facing the joints that are eroding into the joint uh, fluid, the synovial fluid, and causing an immune response. How strong is that response going to be? We actually have nutrients now that can turn down that response so it's not over-aggressive, inappropriately strong, where it's going to immobilize the joint when that's not needed.
0: So, so what you're saying is the, the, it is actually appropriate and adaptive to have some degree of inflammation because inflammation is, you know, brings healing properties to the joint. We don't want to completely turn down the volume on that. But by means of certain nutrients, we can alter the signaling so the signaling is more uh, balanced. Is that an, a, fair, a fair summary of what you're trying to get across?
1: That's absolutely correct. Uh, you want a balanced response. You do not want an overaggressive response because that's going to immobilize that joint when you don't need it. I mean, there's times when that is needed, but there's times when that's way too much. And, you know, you obviously want to have something that's going to protect the joint and help it heal. I mean, the, uh, the if, if you want to look at inflammation as being like a demolition team, if there's something that's damaged, you need the demolition team to go in and clean it up, but it needs to be in a controlled manner and not just blow up the whole town.
0: So, so apropos of that, I mean, a typical conventional medicine strategy, you know, you go to a orthopedist or a rheumatologist, you complain of knee pain. They say, well, you're not ready for an operation. Uh, here's, you know, just take some over-the-counter uh, Advil, uh, or he, they prescribe a medication, uh, you know, Kind of a stronger version of a non—what's called an NSAID, a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug. Now, from what I've I've heard, you know, you you do get relief. There's no question. On the other hand, uh, there's some studies that perhaps you're aware of them that suggest that the long-term effect of these is not to protect the joints. You you merely get pain relief, but you actually may accelerate joint damage. Am I correct in 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 suggesting that?
1: Yes, because you're the inflammatory signals without removing the need for the inflammation, that the demolition team to go up and clean mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. debris. Right. If you just fire the whole demolition team, you're not going to get anything done either. You just have this damage that's there and it's not being dealt with. Right. So, you know, the body needs some mechanism to deal with that. And, you know, there are other substances, uh, willow bark extract, something that's that aspirin actually derives from, mm-hmm. uh, but it has a wider range of effects from the using the whole herbal extract instead of isolating one chemical from
0: it. That, that's, that's interesting because uh, I used to think of uh, white willow bark as a, an aspirin alternative, but I would say, you know, why bother to you know make white willow bark tea when you just go to the drugstore and just get some regular Bayer aspirin. Uh, you know, you have to be kind of a uh, you know a tie dye crew, you know retro person uh, who frequents health food stores to prefer white willow bar. But you're saying that there are actually some additional benefits. It's a it's a broad spectrum anti inflammatory instead of just offering the acetyl salicylic acid, which is the business end well, of aspirin.
1: Well, yeah, but it's also uh, gentler on the body. When they okay. originally isolated aspirin. Aspirin is salicylic acid, mm-hmm. and it's it's an acetylated form of salicylic acid, which in technical term, but it, you know, they add something to it, which reduced the tendency of salicylic acid in isolation to cause severe internal bleeding. Mm. And we all, we know today that taking a, even a baby aspirin is going to cause some internal bleeding, especially in the stomach area, yep. and is associated with possible gastric uh, repercussions. You know, people are hurting their stomach by taking it all the time. But white willow bark was not causing those problems. This chemical that was isolated from it did cause the problem, but in the natural plant matrix, Mm -hmm. it was much
0: gentler. So so there's no recorded cases of people who uh, drink white willow bark tea or take supplements that are like uh, one of the supplements that I take uh, on a daily basis at your recommendation uh, by protocol for life balance. is called Ache Action, and it seems to be, uh, it's a combo formula. It's, it's got Boswellia in it, but it also has white willow bark extract. So there, there's no potential for that to drill a hole in your stomach because I, I like to take You know four or six a day and and it's it's not associated with gastrointestinal bleeding
1: right and i actually take four a day myself uh as i I believe i mentioned to you when i saw you uh, a couple months ago was uh, i had an achilles tendon injury and last time i had one it was 10 months before it was normalized i mean i was ripping for 10 months and uh you know, it, this has been going on since like July now. So, you know, it, but it's improved a lot. And I, uh, when I started taking this, uh, two twice a day, four, four capsules a day, I had noticeable improvement within a day or two. Uh, you know, it, I mean, literally it felt like my, my heel was, was coming loose from my foot and it was painful and I, it was hard to walk. I had mm-hmm. to gently walk on stairs and, and within, 36 hours of of taking the first ones, uh, I was able to walk almost normally. I I mean, I'm still not 100%, but I've been using this now for uh, a couple months. I I think I'm on my, uh, toward the end of the second bottle, maybe. Right, And, you know, it's still giving me some benefits. I'm still taking it regularly. Yeah, I I take
0: it for prevention because I I sometimes go a little hard on, you know, in the gym or, or, you know, running, cycling, swimming. And, you know, at uh, my advanced age, <laughs> it takes a toll yeah. on the body. And I, I'm just trying to, uh, you know, squeeze in as many workouts as I can. I don't want a lot of down days where I'm, like, aching.
1: Yeah, and I actually have another formula I've been using the way uh, the way you're describing this uh, just preventively. And uh, it's because, you know, I, I, te- I might get a backache sometimes or... Uh, uh also want to keep the inflammatory levels within normal bounds uh for cardiovascular reasons you know make sure there's nothing happening in the arteries or something mm-hmm. that uh, could end up being a problem and i take our another uh, formula we make called deflame which okay. contains a number of of ingredients in there as well uh, so i'm actually doing both of these formulas now uh to try to double up because I have, had been taking the D flame and while it helps, it wasn't enough for the uh, I- injury I had and you know the pain I had. So you know, doubling up on taking two different formulas gave me a good balance, gave me a wider range of things. Because, uh, for example, there's turmeric in the D flame, there's not in the uh, Ache Action. Ake action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually has the Boswellia, the ginger, uh, but, you know, it doesn't have everything in there. So, you know, having other things in there uh, helps. There's uh, Boswellia, uh, which is the – now, now there's a special extract of Boswellia. Boswellia, everyone's probably familiar with frankincense. Mm -hmm. Boswellia is the herbal form of frankincense.
0: Burned in churches, you know, the the the, stink uh, smell that comes out of the censer, you know, when they're in uh, traditional Orthodox uh, ceremonies, right?
1: Exactly. And, you know, around Christmas time, everyone's talking about frankincense and myrrh. And why were they giving these to uh, baby Jesus was because these are valuable medicinal herbs, herbs Mm -hmm. that have some healing properties. So, you know, they're very valued by, by healers uh, as medicinal purposes. So, you know, taking Boswellia, uh, the form of Boswellia that's in the ache action is a little different from the one that's in the flame because it's a specific extract that works at a low dose and is a proprietary extract.
0: They had something called ACBA. Is that Am I on the right track with that? Yeah. Uh. The acba form of uh, boswellin, is that like, uh, you know, a very concentrated or supercharged form of boswellin?
1: Yeah, it's actually the boswellia is uh, standardized to one of the boswellic acids, the AKBA or acba, Mm -hmm. which which is normally in there, but this one is uh, especially potent to regulate the enzymes involved in uh, the pain signaling, the uh, inflammatory signaling in the body.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a little trouble sorting out uh, curcumin versus Boswellia. I mean, how are they, How do they complement one another, or is it sufficient to just take one, you know, pick one and then take it?
1: Well, I mean, they work a little differently because they have different actives in there. Um, Turmeric is, is very well known for uh, helping with aches and pains and things. That That's one of the ingredients in the D-flame, for example. Uh, one reason we didn't use it in the ache action was that a lot of people are taking turmeric mm-hmm. in, in various forms. Mm-hmm. Uh, curcumin is the extract, and a lot of your listeners, I'm sure, have heard of, of curcumin formulas. And, you know, it, it's a fairly powerful. A formula that's used for, you know, muscle joints. Uh, uh, but but the problem when with, the difference when you have t- turmeric, the spice, and curcumin, the extract. In the spice, it's very well absorbed. The curcumin in there is well absorbed. When you extract the curcumin, you destroy that solubility, that ability to absorb well, and you have to. Uh, Frequently, there's different methods of manipulating that curcumin to make it more soluble, to increase the bioavailability. Sometimes those methods actually backfire. Some of the strongest forms of curcumin that have the highest bioavailability have the worst results in terms of helping with muscle and joint pain hmm. and flexibility, why which is, is why people take it. Why is that? Because if you attach something to it that the body doesn't like mm-hmm. to force absorption, the body regulates it as quickly as it goes in. Hmm. So you could have this massive result that you could show that it absorbed, but everything that got absorbed, you're looking at the levels in the bloodstream, you find that they are processed by the liver and they're no longer active forms. Hmm. Okay. So there's high numbers if you tear it apart. and you, you, I mean, that's one of the ways I look at the studies. I look to see if they're using an enzyme mm-hmm. to remove the curcumin from the uh, acid that's used in the liver to detoxify it. And if I find that's part of it, I discount the bioavailability. Mm-hmm. And I look instead mm-hmm. at the... Effects. Are there effects on walking distance, pain and mobility, uh, lab measures, doctor visits, taking over the counter remedies, things like that? Uh, Those are the functional benefits. Right. And I think functional benefits are more important, far, far more important, in the case of curcumin than bioavailability, which is sometimes misleading.
0: Wow. That's interesting because it's, you know, there's so many, there's a lot of curcumin wars, you know, my brand is better. Mine is more bioavailable and so on and so on. So that, uh, it's interesting that you take that perspective. So, you know, what it sounds like is you go really into the weeds when you select an ingredient, you don't just say, uh, slap some, you know, get some boswellin get some curcumin, get some uh, white willow bark. You, You know, how much time effort, uh, does your team, uh, Uh, undertake uh in formulating these products i mean you have a lot of choices right it it's not like there's just one monolithic source for for each ingredient right
1: right and you know we have to look at the forms of the ingredients but also the blend and you know when we're looking at joint health it's a fairly crowded category you know you mentioned there's a lot of products with curcumin alone uh there are a lot of products in this category, and for us to come out with something new, we have to have some hook, some advantage to mm-hmm. this, something that makes it a little different. And, you know, in the case of the ache action product that we make, it's something that contains a white willow bark extract, which we don't typically use, but it's standardized to salicin, and we have ginger root extracts standardized to gingerols. And we have a, a standardized extract of Boswellia that we mentioned, standardized to the AKBA boswellic acid. so it, it's kind of an unusual combination of these three, and we were targeting uh, the uh, in the way the inflammatory signals happen in the body and, and trying to cover a broad spectrum of uh, potential triggers and you know, give the body some tools to help deal with them. There's always going to be aches and pains. There's always going to be breakdown and, and degradation of tissues and the body reabsorbing them and rebuilding, remodeling. And these products facilitate the body doing that efficiently, quickly, and you know, help with maintaining your mobility and, and reducing aches and pains from these normal activities.
0: Great stuff. All right. We're going to pause because we divide our podcast into two parts. In part two, I want to talk a little bit more about some of these uh, structural elements, structure-supporting elements, things like uh, MSM and collagen and glucosamine chondroitin. Again, lots of controversy about which is preferable, which works, uh, under what circumstances. Um, Some conventional medicine doctors dismiss glucosamine chondroitin uh, because uh, some of the studies are weak. You're going to help us uh, parse this. Uh, today's guest is Neil Levin. Uh, he is the senior nutrition education manager and a product formulator for Now Foods, also Protocol for Life Balance, PFLB, uh, one of our favorite uh, brands. Uh, they're a longtime sponsor and they've got great products. You can check them out at, uh, uh on our website. Uh, go to uh, the drop down menu which says shop, and you can find the products there via Full Script and also at your local uh, nutritional pharmacy or health food store. Uh, back in a moment with Neil Levin. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman and this is Intelligent Medicine Podcast.